welcome back to another episode of Teaching with the Body and Mind. I'm Joey, and I'm here with Mike. Hey, Joey. Hey, and Tom. Hi, Joey. And Ross. Hello. And first of all, I just want to say, I, as a non-participant in the recent episode that, that Mike and Ross did, where they were talking to each other, I had a good time, even though it's sort of my own story. I had a good time listening to someone else talk about our work, um, and it was, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was just nice to, to go back and reflect on that. And one thing that sort of jumped out at me was the aspect of our conversations that are helping us be very reflective practitioners and that we bounce things off each other and that our practice improves through the conversation. And so my topic today is sort of born out of that, something that I've been spinning my wheels on on my own about, hoping that maybe some movement would happen in, in a conversation with the group. And the topic is that sort of grappling physical behavior that happens in a preschool classroom probably i'm sure it happens in toddler classrooms too but i mm-hmm. i teach preschool yeah. you know that instrumental aggression you know you had the toy phone that i wanted and i grabbed it out of your hand kind of brusquely sure. you walked too mm-hmm. close to me so i pushed you i was trying to get to the door and i bumped you on the way mm-hmm. uh not really so much the maybe a child with special needs who has actual aggressive behavior that happens too, but I'm thinking more than just sort of regular incidental mm-hmm. physical stuff that happens in a preschool classroom right. that um, I've wondered lately if perhaps my tolerance is just so high after being in a classroom for, for as many years as I have that I just sort of see that these things happen. It's not that I don't acknowledge them when they happen or don't, yeah. don't address the child who did the physical action and don't address the child who was the recipient, but sometimes the, the recipient has more hurt feelings than I recognize because to mm-hmm. me it can seem kind of garden variety. And sometimes I find out that that child is more emotionally upset than I understood, whether they're telling their parent later or whether they've like <clears throat> villainized this child who pushed them one day. Um, and sometimes I miss those things. So just kind of wondering, I just wanted to sort of unpack if my tolerance has just grown too high and you know, how how you guys kind of think about this aspect of life in the classroom? So in some ways, there's a few different things. It's the the children involved in the little the physical yeah. alterations. Again, I think of it as grappling because it's yeah, just not. It's... I was trying to remember your word. I liked the word because <laughs> mm-hmm. I know it's like different than like when there's like aggression in a. Right. I'm not talking more... about a child who's out of control and yeah. aggressive who you have to definitely stay right. by and make sure that kids don't. Get... And I'm also mm-hmm. talking about kids who. This is where I think. Maybe it's shame on me. Um, it doesn't really hurt. Right. right. <laughs> There's not an injury happening. It's, yeah, it's yeah. an emotional right. pain, yeah. but it's not a real right. hurt. Yeah. yeah. But then the other thing is you, there's Tom's, the parents. Tom's looking pain. skeptical at that one. Because then there's the parents who are going to come to you wondering why they say that you yes. know, Ross right. is always pushing them. Yes. Accurate. Yeah. So, so yeah, my, my I, I liked how you introduced it is, you know, our group is one that bounces ideas off of each other. I think children think physically. And for me, what you described is them bouncing ideas off of each other physically. Mm. Does that make any sense? Yeah, but say a little bit more. Uh, so, say a little bit more. I mean, <laughs> I, I, don't know, I don't know how to address the, the parents because that's the biggest, that's the biggest issue the child going back to the parent and saying, "Oh, this kid is just." Yeah. But if we me. if we understand more about the what the kids are doing, then it, right. then it might be more obvious what to say to parents. Right. Right. So so talk more about. <laughs> so I don't do know. That was that was my first thought. Yeah. Because um, 
they're not always using words, which is Uh okay. I think Mm -hmm. it's okay that they don't always have to use words. And so much of what happens is we're putting it on to the children. We're putting our own Uh ideas about what's happening between them on to the children. And if some way we can communicate that to parents, you know, this is... I, you know, I like what you did in your workshop in Detroit at high school when you when you started out. What does it mean when a boy thrusts his elbow out at another kid and knocks him? Right. And you said? I don't even remember saying it, but um, I probably <laughs> said they're saying hello. They're saying hello, exactly. Mm-hmm. They're doing it physically. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what kids are. They're, they're physical beings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I th- oh man, I got to keep all my ideas here <laughs> and organized because uh, I think part of it, so I'll, I'll say these kind of bullet points, and then we'll, we'll see. Come, see if we can later. come back to them. Part of it's developmental, understanding development. Mm-hmm. Having, yes. Having parents understand development. Yes. Part of it is helping parents recognize that they're not always getting the whole context and the story from a two, especially a two-year-old or a three-year-old. Yeah. So they're getting the they're getting a lot of it. I think Tom, I want to go that I want to bump up that it's more than just okay. That I think it's developmentally necessary. For children to bump and scrap and do those things because joy i think your point of there's it's gotta happen because children don't have the language and they don't understand perspective themselves so that that their world and how they're seeing things um okay so there's a few of those things but i think maybe going back to i think the first part was with parents i think parents want only their best for children. Yes. They never want their children to get hurt. Sure. They don't want them to because and I think we've Or be the one hurting someone. Yes, absolutely. That you do want just this wonderful homeostasis of laughter and singing songs and all these great things. Right. And that children are nice. And that they recog- not not realizing, recognizing or understanding that those bumps and those bruises and those knockdowns and those tears are all really valuable and important learning opportunities for mm-hmm. children. And so maybe maybe I'm thinking from my own childhood where there's more of a, you're not bleeding? Okay, well, then you're probably going to be okay. And there's maybe a bigger, like, stemming you know, away from that. I think partly our culture has changed, but also I think it's a lot of parents have one or two kids. Yeah. And so... This is a group phenomenon. Mm-hmm. You know uh-huh. what I mean? If a child's an only child, they're not going to do that at home. Right. Uh-huh. Right. And if they uh-huh. do it with the parent, the parent's not even going to notice. Mm-hmm. Even uh-huh. though, and they'll say, oh, they never do that. And, then, and of course, they're always doing it to the parent. They're like pushing them, getting into right. the purse or, you know. Uh-huh. But of right. course, parent being so much bigger doesn't feel that. Whereas if the children are the right. same size. So I think part of it is parents don't see it because they aren't used to group things. Because I think big families, parents are always, you watch the kids in a store and they're all like right. pushing well, each other. Well, that was part of my reflection. I grew up one of four children yeah. and we fought. Right. I mean, we physically fought and it wasn't like, okay. It wasn't, yeah. they, my parents were like, well, go work it out, you know, yeah, <laughs> with right. your fists. But, but we did. Yeah. And, and so to me, that's, that's where I, again, think oh well it's a relatively normal thing in my mind and i'm right. again i'm trying to reflect like okay so but this child feels like so and so is always blah 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 to yep. me right. and so then you know right. I, I don't want to dismiss that feeling yeah so absolutely. so so it seems to me that um at some point in time you're just going to listen to the parent and say thank you for pointing that out now i can now right. i can focus my attention and see right. really mm-hmm. what's going on because right. you were rush you mentioned the context yeah uh-huh. the context really 
shapes what's happening. Right. Yeah. And so that gives you the cue to mm -hmm. thank you for letting right. me know that. Now I now I can really look yeah. and see if what's what's actually going and then on. When and you, then, then I yeah. can get right. back to you. And when you right. observe something, because I'm just thinking of these toddlers that I was watching recently where two of them were like building a block building. And of course, toddlers. They're basically just stacking blocks. Right. Yeah. And... Well, there's one at first, and then another child comes over and just uh, puts a block on also. And the ch you know, then the first toddler like looks, they smile at each other, and they keep putting them on. So it's that physical thing. They're not using words, right. but they just said, oh, yeah, you can join me. Mm -hmm. But the toddler didn't ask with words. The toddler put a block on mm -hmm. and waited. Another toddler came over and put a block on, and they, like, pushed the block off. And so that toddler kicked the block thing down. Uh-huh. Now... Who, you know, if one of those, say it was three-year-old, because they aren't, none of those kids are verbal probably enough. verbal yeah. enough to say to their parents. But thinking, is it the child who put the block on that was wrong? Because another child did it and it was okay. Right. And of course they might get it wrong. Well, and three-year-olds might have enough away? language to say no right. as they're pushing that kid's block over. Right. But they're still, they're, they're you know, three, you're still, now you're linking. Right. You're saying, mm -hmm. no, I want that as you grab the thing right, from the right. person's hand. So yeah. you, you've linked the language with the physical and then right, eventually the physical right. hopefully But either off. of those kids, so in the three-year-old case, if, if say the same thing happened, a child might say, well, he pushed me mm -hmm. or, you know, right. and it's like, well, he pushed you after you put the block on his building. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Without like, or yes. he kicked my block building down mm -hmm. right after you. Right, well, you, you know, knocked his block off. So it's that thing of the way they're going to report it, of course, is from their perspective. Right. And that's the only thing the parent hears. Uh -huh. And that's uh -huh. why watching it closer, uh -huh. they go, oh, yeah, I did watch it. You know, they're still figuring it out. And, you know, this is like, here's something that happened today and giving an example. I, I think I think it, the way you approach the parent really makes a difference. Yeah, like yeah. you say, well, thank you. Now I can focus on right. it. And mm -hmm. That'll make all the difference in the world right. because that make that signals you've heard them right and it mm -hmm. actually gives you a focus but it's up to you to follow up mm -hmm. but right. if you don't follow up yeah yeah then they think <laughs> that you didn't take them seriously right. but I th and i think that's especially in the moment if all they've heard for the past week is that their child's being hit by the same child they may bring it up and in the moment they don't want to hear the justification of the context i think right. the point tom is just to say thank you you know what let's let me Look at this. Let's. When can we connect next week? Mm -hmm. Let's say it was on Friday. Can we connect on Monday at drop off to talk more through this, so that they're they've had time to come down, and they'll they'll be ready to listen because they might be so upset that they're not going to listen. But I think there was a point. There's a comment you made, Mike, about you know. So who's wrong? And I don't think you were in this. You were going. We weren't going to label it. Right. But I feel like a lot of parents want. To, yeah, that's somebody's got to be wrong in this situation. It's a, is it my kid? And that's not good if they're, my kid's in the wrong. Or is it the other kid who's come and hit my child? And then what are you so they're do in the wrong. It? So there's got to be, where's the... Where's the well, where's the job? consequence? Exactly. Yeah. And I think this is where it was that other point that I was trying to make of helping parents understand development better, that this there's not a right or wrong right. here. This has to happen for children to go, oh, that strategy doesn't work. Or wait a right. minute, especially for the really young children, developmentally, they're not ready right. Yes, 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 but then I'll push back, not yeah. push back, but I'll, so this is where Challenge. I've been, not, yeah, this is then where I'm in the loop in my head, but yet I, I do need to teach children, I guess, that, that, you know, people, you know, and I will say, people don't like to be hit. Absolutely. You know, and mm -hmm. I mean, it's not, it's not that I do nothing. So let's say 
again, we've got a pink, we've got a pink phone in my room. It causes a lot of problems. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. We had green cutting boards that became phones and they yep. are gone. Yep. I think now we have two pink phones. Before we just yep. had one pink phone and there was a lot of altercations. Big mistake there. I know, I, but they loved it so much. Oh, we, I know. We, I know. I know. I know. Right? It was almost a sociological experiment. It was not right. Yeah. But so like lots of fights over the, over the pink phone. Right. So someone grabs it, maybe pushes Yep. whatever it might be about the pink phone you know the response has to be obviously oh they were still using it you know yep. you can't just grab things people yep. don't like that ask for what it's done or giving giving them the, the language i think it's important also to say you really want that yeah that's the part i think that good point you got to yeah. label so you really want this. And, and labeling yeah. emotions even if oh you didn't like getting pushed it's not that you're right. saying that it's not going to happen but right. you are saying Right. Well, then, and then here's to where, to me, the circularity also, because yeah. it's like, of course, to a parent, to a, to a, well, to anybody, like, hitting is not okay, right? I right. mean, like, people, it's not okay, right? Yep. But I, I struggle with <laughs> the like, we don't. Tom, there's a continuum well, here. What's a, what's a hit? What's a hit? <laughs> well, exactly. But also like, I mean, so the, the response me. of like, well, we don't hit. Yep. Um, yeah. But no. you just did. So then I struggle with like, I can't say there's, I can't say there's no hitting in my classroom. Right. Because there is. And I can't yes. say we don't hit in this classroom because, because, because they do. Yeah. So I don't want to like say this thing that's fake which yep. is why i end up with like well people don't like that right, and yep. i think it's okay to say that's not that's not okay like yeah. you did it but it's not okay i think that's different that's... than saying we yeah. don't hit right um, i think like that's where i think about dan gartrell's idea of guidelines uh-huh. you right. know right because whatever i always used it as we take care of each other there's right. other ways to say it i can't right. you had a different way to say take, it in your room yeah take care of ourselves take respect, each other. respect, respect yourself yeah. so it's yeah, the thing i'm saying well probably weren't taking care of each other there right but it's not like Part of taking care of each other is that sometimes you do breach those, but mm-hmm. then you do it. Right. So it's not that, you know, like, oh, let's let's reflect on that. A guideline's a way to give a reflect. So it's not like we don't have right. it. It's more like, let's, you know, maybe that wasn't taking care of someone. So it's not right. that right. things aren't going to happen, but then it's not just, well, we don't do that. It's more about... Right. Well, was that? I'm still and having it gets trouble. Into your spectrum. I'm still, I'm still right? having trouble with, with just your word hit. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. well, I'm just what, using what, hit because I'm not a, sure what, what to. I'm not what sure a what parent might call a hit. Well, you might say it was just some incidental bump. Of course, no. That <laughs> right. is that I is mean, that I, is the exact gray zone that I mean, I'm is in. It, of is like a hit like what I can yeah. tolerate. Where you just right, what I can tolerate versus what a parent hears. Yeah, exactly. Or or a child perceives. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I, yeah. I don't want to take the the feeling of a victim uh, away Absolutely. from the kids who feel that way. So yes, I think the and that's what I mean. Like well. Someone will come tell me something happened. I'm like, oh, and I this is awful. It's like, well, no one like no one cried. Yeah. No one, you know. Sometimes kids will tell me so and so hit me. I'm like, okay, yeah. and I certainly go deal with it. And I'll say, yeah. what, right, you know, right. kind of what happened, and then I'll say to that kid, like, I'm sorry, you yeah. know, because I want to own that that doesn't feel right. good. So I don't make the yeah. hitter always apologize, but I'll say, I'm sorry that happened. Yeah. You know, because I don't want that to happen in my and in part my of it classroom. is they have to be the problem solvers whenever possible. Mm-hmm. With I mean, you do have to intervene when you need to but there's also times when the kids are going to figure it out if it, if they're jostling over a block and they like in that just thing mm-hmm. i said like the other child did just go make his own stack yeah like he did figure it out right. so they right. didn't have to talk anymore about right it. right I but think. then you, it's like, why would you intervene, right? Because right. no one's crying. They're just kind of looked at each other and then right. like... But they might go home and say, right. Right. so-and-so hit me. Or they might think, so-and-so hits me right. and I don't like them. Yeah. And the other thing... And I you think, might not know. And the big right. kid is going to be the one who that. gets yeah. sort of blamed the most because I'm just picturing there's a toddler. So he's already three, right? So he's 
got to that whatever he was the oldest in the right. classroom yeah. and he's already the biggest like regardless of age probably mm -hmm. and he gets really excited and kids fall down when he gets excited because he's moving his arms. Yep. All the kids are moving their arms and yep. jumping up and down. But he's not the one who falls down. Right. Right. And so I know that when he's, you know, the next year is going to be the hardest one as kids try to play more socially. Right. He's going to be knocking people over. Right. Just in his attempt to play. Right. And parents are going to hear, oh, this is the kid that pushes. Right. And, and it's that thing of like, well, actually your child pushes just as much as just that it doesn't, yeah. They can't you, knock you him can't over. You can't knock down the immovable horse. <laughs> yeah, right. Karen doesn't want to hear that. I'm sorry. No. I mean, that, that, that's no. Not, I, that's... I should say that was not what I would say to the parents. <laughs> yeah. But it's. But I think it's. it's <laughs> I think they. It's the undertone of what the message is. Is that trying to help them recognize that there's it. So Joe, I think it's very fair to assume, not being in your class but knowing who you are, that you would. You're going to address those situations when they come up. To, you're going to talk to both sides, and you're not letting it just be. Thunderdome in your classroom and saying, "Well, like no. as you said for your example, like where parents, you know, from years ago might be like, well, the you go figure it out, and then you guys will punch it out, and then you figure it out. That, that's that's not what's happening no. in the classroom. But I think there's the that. But a kid can still feel victimized. And they can still feel victimized, and this is where again it goes back to that perspective of it may have happened only one or two times. And again, this isn't to discredit the victim of, right. of the person who's in there." This is the idea that also children can perseverate, perseverate on single instances. Uh -huh. So that we're having dance class, yeah. and that big toddler that you're talking about, Mike, is right. knocking people down like, you know, Paul Bunyan <laughs> right, right. stomping through the forest. Trees are going down left and right. But one child who gets knocked down then holds on to that moment right. and says, right. "That person always hits me." Yes. And it's trying to rec also yeah. help the parent. And those remember. phrases always. What does it mean when a two or three year old says always? Yeah. Or four year old. Right. right. It doesn't mean it actually always happens. And it doesn't mean it all means, day long. It means exactly. they got hit hard. Or Tom? they and they may even say, I got knocked down and then but they're also holding on to that one time. And yep. and it's only happened once, but they're talking about it every sure. day. Right, they're they, making something because, a global thing that was felt, really a, it felt really big uh -huh. and they need to they need to work through that. They need to live through and they need to process so how how does that happen without addressing it? Right. Well, well, and I think one thing with the kids who, like you're talking about, Ross, kind of hold on to that one instance or that spells. one image of the child who has wronged them as the... And they might be right, because certainly some kids do struggle more than others. I right. mean, sure. And I think there's nothing wrong with saying... I don't think you like how much they swing their arms around or, you know, they, you know what? They push sometimes. You might want to move. Like I, I have no problem with labeling that for kids who don't like what someone else does and, you know, like, you, you know, to help mm -hmm. them get that boundary. But I, but some of it, I think I was thinking about what Mike was saying earlier with maybe how big that child's family is and how much experiences they might have outside of school. Because sometimes, uh, occasionally I do see kids who don't have a big social group at home. Right. This is more troubling for them sometimes, but also more fascinating. And so sometimes mm, those kids yeah. uh, kind of get real close to the flame mm -hmm. because they don't understand. Like, well, what? Like, right. what? what is this? Right. Like, you know, you grapple. I, I have adult conversations with my mom at breakfast. You know right. what I mean? And so I think sometimes when a kid doesn't have a lot of experience right. with it, it does become more, more fascinating. fascinating. More, yeah. um, and, and that's complicated, too. Well, I think that might go back to what Tom was saying, how the, that body is the first language. And yeah. so the children who are engaging only in big conversations, it might be like, but what is, I almost need this physicality. I need to right. do more of this to some degree. And that doesn't mean jumping in and, and having 
big WrestleMania events. Right. But recognizing that there's, like you said, they're being drawn to the flame. Like, what is, I must know more about this. Well, also, I I do see, especially when we're talking about toddlers or three-year-olds, when their parent comes, they'll run into them pretty hard. Yeah. And I feel like for some kids, if they don't get that, how is it different when I run into my friend who's the same size or even smaller than me versus running to the parent? Because parents won't see that as being aggressive because they understand the intent. And even if it is a little harder than... You should probably do. They're still okay with it. Yeah, I think because they're also physically they're bigger, so they're not yeah, going to feel right, the impact the same it, yeah. way as another classmate. So a kid who doesn't have siblings, where they like learn to like, okay, with this person I do it this way. With this person, yeah. I have to hold off a little right. bit, control well, it a little more. I was just whatever. thinking. I just saw a younger one of our younger children and his kind of newer baby brother. He's baby uh, brother's probably six months old at this point, but him turning baby's head to oh, be like, I want to, I want to yeah, yeah. give him a kiss. And mom's like, not, not, not. Oh, you remember gentle. So I think that sibling thing is really key. Cause especially when there's babies involved, how right. do you really tell a three, a young three-year-old how to be gentle? And mm-hmm. they really need to learn and have a lot of hands on. Nope. Remember, this is what this means. Yeah. And it's that modeling. So I think in a way we do a lot of that modeling in certain situations but then, like you said, then when they run up and smash and crash into you for a big hug, we don't say, oh, hey, that was really hard. Right. right. Because we know it, it's loving and it feels good. But And we're there's the, the size dynamic is different enough where they're yeah. not going to knock me over unless sometimes they catch you off guard and you do get knocked over. And you're like, right. whoa. Well, believe it or not, this was actually very helpful. I mean, I think there are, there are so many uh, elements at play, but I've, uh, it's good to be reminded by you guys of just... This is this is very developmental, very developmentally appropriate way that kids do communicate. Not that it is not that it is okay, not that it feels good that it happens, but because in my head, I will, I'm wrapping it up. But in my head, it was sort of like, well, do I need to get firmer? Do I need to get you know is is right. is responding with more harsh consequences? Like you know, again, it, it, am right. I am I too loose? Right, right. Uh, again, not that I don't acknowledge when someone gets hit or pushed. That's not. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mischaracterize, but at the same time, I feel like I know that it's part of development, and so you I mean, am. you're not shaming them when they. No? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying not to because I don't know how that helps anybody yeah. to think. No, oh, I know. I, I, that's you exactly, know. Oh, yeah, I, I only hit. That's me. I'm the hitter. Yeah. You know, that's a bad. Right. That's a whole. No, other. I think it's really important to avoid that. Maybe we could talk about that. Anyway, episode. but I do feel like it, it was a. It's a good conversation, and I kind of feel like maybe we're going to pick up some threads uh, maybe we just move into a have a part two discussion because i think that we didn't all finish um i have I finish have some, our th- thoughts i have some feelings about not as appropriate it's necessary for these well, conflicts to come up so let's pick up there next time to be continued all right thanks guys thank you for listening to teaching with the body and bond we'll be back again next week with another episode music is by big wheel popcorn